0: Let's hear it for the boys! College edition I'm Alex. Oh I'm college, Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the first episode of Gen V, the spinoff of the boys that is live on Prime off. Video right now. Episode one, God, you, if you haven't checked it out on Prime Video, go check it out. It's live now. It's awesome. Or maybe it's not. I guess we'll talk about it in a second. That's what we're
1: going to talk about. And that's, so when we're, we're talking about Gen V, we are our college selves. That's what we're doing for this, right? Yeah. Whoa. So, so I I'm should be drunk like, Sort that? of
0: like kind of feeling, feeling myself out. Like I'm feeling what I'm interested in. and
1: yeah I'm, right, I'm coming,
0: yeah. I'm coming in very interested in being a math major, but very quickly realizing that's stupid.
1: Oh, same. But for chemistry. Chemistry oh, major? Switch to the much more lucrative theater.
0: Yeah, that's working
1: out real well for both
0: of us. The first episode of Jed V to give you a brief summary of the plot. We are mostly following a character named Marie. She has blood powers. This is set very much in the world of the boys. It is post season three. Vault Tower has been destroyed after the fight with Soldier Boy, so we're picking up after that. This is a little bit side to that, but we're still getting some notes there as we follow these college kids who are the first nice. generation who know that their parents purposefully gave them powers using Compound V. They were not born with powers. They are not naturally superheroes. They all know this. They're all aware of this. It's, so it's that's, a
1: classic, maybe she's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that comes yeah. out a lot. They're always wearing Maybelline,
0: and they're like... Eh, it's strong enough for a man, but pH, pH for a balance pH balance for a woman. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's the
1: same thing. We're all yes. talking about the same thing. Our brains, are, by the way, just like a lot of the characters in this, our brains are broken by modern living. One hundred percent. That's what I mean when we're being like college people.
0: So Marie is a character who had a very, uh, and we'll talk about this more in a second, but sort of an X-Men origin. She has these blood powers. Ended up killing her parents. Ended up in the Red River Institute, which we know very well from the previous season of The Boys. Ultimately ends up going to Godalkin University, which is a place that trains superheroes to potentially be the Seven, but also potentially to be professional actors and on Dancing with the Stars and Riverdale and other shows yeah, like that. Yeah, Riverdale, Riverdale! We meet a bunch of the characters that go to this university that are also in of class, including a roommate, Emma. We also meet Golden Boy, who is the poster boy, literally for the university. And by the end of the episode, big spoilers here. Again, we're getting into spoilers. Uh, something weird is going on at this university involving a facility called the woods. Golden Boy goes crazy, kills the head of the university, explodes himself, and we leave with a classic everybody-covered-in-blood moment. Now, Pete, I know you raised your hand, but before we get to whatever your specific objection or point is, I do want to ask, (laughs) we talked about a lot of anticipation on the previous episode for this in terms of what we were expecting, what we were hoping from this We obviously had Diabolical, the animated spinoff, but this is a very different thing. This is a very direct live-action spinoff of The Boys. We love The Boys. The Boys is a huge hit. Do you feel like this measured up?
2: Pete, what's your take? Well, uh, first off, I just wanted to say, like, you know, we talked about that Riverdale shout-out. Do you think they did enough of applause for a you know enough of a pause for applause because mm-hmm. I was like Riverdale, yeah. And then they started talking and I was like, I'm not done cheering for Riverdale first. Yeah, Can you, you give me you... a little bit of a I mean they did to give me a pause. Honestly they needed to give a little longer pause so I could
0: figure out which cast member of Riverdale had superpowers. I'm all say know they they oh. did a
1: whole season of it um Yeah that's true. The boys universe if you remember yeah. of Riverdale. Yes. But what did you guys think? Justin. There's a button on your remote, Pete, that um it sounds like uh, applause, but it's pause. And oh, you can do whatever there, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you yeah. want you for can that time. Pause
0: the app with the applause button. Whoa. <laughs>
1: Let's just pause for a second here and really understand what we're talking about. <laughs> again, our brains are broken in general. Yeah,
0: yes. Well, Justin, since Pete mainly wanted to talk about that, what was your take on this episode? <laughs>
1: I, I I thought this was great. This is – it hits the marks of a boys episode without feeling uh, like it's just doing it again. It, it feels – it doesn't feel formulaic, but it feels like it hits all the spots where I'm like, yep, that's the boys. There's a dick. There's yeah, a very clear uh, penis right there. thing, yeah, yeah, and and the blood. The, what is the blood budget in general? Are they just stocking the up time. at all times? Because I, it's a it's a signature, it's a signature move, and this is just super saved by the bell, the college years,
2: and I'm what? here
1: for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pete, what, what about
0: you? What was your take on the episode?
2: Over. Well, the problem, the problem I had with it was, first off, it, it was straight up. It felt like the boys because you had the weird sexual stuff, there's the over the top. That's that part of it. It's from yeah, the comic yeah, to the TV show it.
1: to this show. Yeah. If you if you are like that's that catches me off guard. I'm like, haven't you been reading this for yeah, years? No,
2: no, it's not caught off guard. But I, I did. What was tough was a lot of the times with the boys, you know, like, okay, I'm rooting for this guy who's kind of like, you know, his girlfriend exploded in front of him and we're rooting for him. With Bloody Mary, she murdered her parents. So Bloody Mary, you know, Marie. She, Marie. Okay, yeah. Anyways, she murdered her parents, so you're kind of like, I don't know. Am I rooting for the Darth Vader of, like, you know what I mean? So it was was hard for me to get into it because I was like, I know that all soups are assholes, so they are going to school to be sus so i'm like you're this is a horrible choice and you're going to regret this as soon as you realize what's involved so i didn't i didn't know who to root for i didn't know what you know what i mean so it was like taking place in the boys universe but we know too much so i was kind of like oh god what's going to happen you know what i mean so I don't know. Like, I, I liked a lot of it, but I wasn't like, this is awesome. You know what I mean?
1: Pete, when we were on that road trip together as a group with some other friends and you hit that drifter and killed him and uh, mm-hmm. we didn't blame you, even though he came back and killed half of our group so far. Yeah. It's Who's true. next? This I don't know. I
0: know what you did last summer. What are, What are you doing here?
1: I mean, I guess there's coincidences, but that's our real life that I'm talking about. Oh, right.
0: yeah. oh I'm sorry. I th- forgot you were talking about our real life. I I think I'm halfway between you guys. I appreciated how hard this went into the boys' universe. You Because it was hard. Well, it did. I think when we heard that there were going to be guest appearances, I, it felt like it was going to be lip service. It was not. It 100% yep. was not. We start off – with this soup center thing that feels straight out of the boys with a train graduating from Godalkin university and getting recruited by the seven feels completely consistent. We get a shot of Madeline Stillwell, who we haven't seen in a while. That great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it it feels omnipresent that this is part of this world. It doesn't again, like not to use the same phrase, but it doesn't feel like a lip service spinoff where, that joke. I, I think we were talking about this in the last episode. That joke where they had the critic Simpsons crossover, where yeah, critic was like, maybe you could visit my show sometimes. And they're like, I don't think that's going to happen. This <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel like that at all. This feels like they put care into it. They put thought into it. Like, what is an actual extension of this world going that create? That's great. I think to Pete's point, I I re- I like the characters. But I didn't instantly love any of the characters in the same way I did with the boys. And I also think the pace is like 5% slower. It's not, it's Mm, not, it still moves, it still moves very well. I thought for a pilot, it very efficiently goes through. Setting up the characters, who they are, what their wants, what their needs are, how they relate to each other, why they relate to each other, why they're going to ultimately, due to the incident that happens at the end, have to stick together. But at the same time, there was a little bit of the sharpness of the boys that I was missing there. So enjoyed it, I had a good time watching it. But it's like, a little bit of a step down, not a huge step down, but a little bit of a step down for me.
1: It's interesting. I, I think this the story is just there's just more crammed in here, maybe than I feel mm-hmm. like the boys was able to sort of really step us into the world from an outsider. But it's a different type of story because we're already all these characters are already inside the world, and we are inside the world. So th- this show has to sort of it's less about walking us into it. More like one step at a time and more like sort of carving away the stuff that we won't be touching by show and still showing us the stuff that we will like a train and all that stuff as our way into it. So I didn't mind that at all. And I just feel like this team, Eric Kripke and his team are just so good at making television. They the fights look good. You know, I don't know how this budget compares to others, but like they use it, It feels like it's all on the screen. There, I, I don't see the scenes like a lot of other
2: superhero shows out
0: there. Totally agree with that. I think the, yep. uh, you know, we talked a lot about with the boys, uh, like you're saying, Justin, about how clearly a lot of it is CGI. Clearly, a lot of it is created later. Like I'm thinking specifically of the stadium scenes and the combat arena later in the episode yeah. where. Yeah. It's clear a ton of that was done in post, but it looks so good
1: and it's so well. They didn't light like that guy on fire.
0: No, they didn't light the guy on fire. They didn't tear the right. other guy's arms off or anything like that. But he grew them back. In all serious, he one hundred percent can grow them back. Most extras can do that. The that's why they're called extras. <laughs> exactly because I got extra, extra. legs. <laughs>
1: Hey, these, are, these arms are great, but the director wants the smaller ones you have. So tear them
0: off. <laughs>
1: no problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, sag is, it's called sag because their arms sag off. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs> They're on strike for having, having to do that less. They want to be able to use fewer yeah. arms.
0: Yeah, that's what take arms means. We can keep going on this, I guess. The. Definitely stadium though like the stadium is probably mostly not real and it's mostly mostly CGI but like like a lot of the stuff that they do with the boys it looks very good the media commentary and the packages that they put together are better than anybody does. There was even, I'll call out something that initially I was like, I don't know about this. This isn't working for me. And then I think they did very well. So we meet Marie's roommate, Emma, and her power is to get small. We find out later, which we should probably talk about in a moment. We find out that it's because she throws up that she is able to become small. But we meet her filming a video where she's fighting a gerbil, I believe, her gerbil, uh, David Caruso. And initially I was like, this is a very stupid thing, but it stood out to me because they're so good and so smart about this stuff. It was a horizontal video, and I was like Mm – she wouldn't do that. She'd be doing a vertical video. She'd be doing it for like TikTok or something. But she is try she very specifically states she's trying to monetize stuff for YouTube. YouTube. And it's like, oh, they thought about this. They thought about why she's doing this video. We also find out that she is a legacy talent. She clearly had like some show where she played a character called Little Cricket or something like that. So yeah. again, All of that tracks. It makes sense. So even though it initially stood out to me, I think they really think through this stuff in a way that other
1: shows do not. The monetization on YouTube is way better than on TikTok. So you got to go to YouTube in in her case. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's thought through from top to bottom. And that's, I think that's a real difference maker as opposed to shows like, say, in the Marvel universe. Uh, Those shows feel, you can feel that they're rushed and are a little underbaked. And this feels like even if it wasn't paced exactly how you want, or had um, too many very large penises, like maybe Pete didn't like, it still is uh, very crafted in that way. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that, Pete. If you could have a tiny girl ride on your dick, what would you do? Would you do that, Pete?
2: <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, they set this up as this. <laughs> he, kind said of, like, yes. he said yes. He said yes. That's well, this. You know? Well, yeah, and we cut the podcast there, and that's no, where we cut she... him out. That's the
1: Pete's <laughs> answer has been finished.
2: I mean it's it, it's a it's a rough situation because you have this kind of like uh freshman college kind of situation who's going to hook up with who and this guy says he's a fan and then it kind of like convinces her to do it which is awful and then you learn out how she does it and that's even more awful um so yeah and but I mean it is kind of hilarious her talking to him while it's going on was funny and her punching his balls was funny. So I was at least happy about that, but it was kind of a rough situation to put through, get put through. Well, Oh, you're done with your sentence. Okay. The, (laughs) uh, the,
0: the thing that I wanted to mention earlier that I I was uh, getting at with the whole Marie thing. uh, Oh, sorry. With the throwing up thing that I do think is very interesting about the show and very different about the boys is, they're leaning into superpowers as a metaphor for, I don't know if this is the best way of phrasing it, but personal issues. Like with Emma, clearly they're leaning into bulimia here, or at least that's something that they're going to potentially be getting towards with Marie. It's 100% self-harm because she has these blood powers. We even get this scene towards the end of the episode where she's frustrated and upset because she's going to be, um, Uh, not evicted. uh, Expelled. Expelled. Thank you. uh, From college. And she ends up cutting her hand and attacking the trash cans with her blood powers. But like, I I think that's interesting. Like we've certainly had superpowers stand in for different things in certain ways of the boys, but that's not the focus there here using that for the college based setting for these younger characters I think they they start to approach it in this episode, but it's a very palpable and potentially fruitful thing that they could follow over the course of these uh, the course of the series.
1: Well, and I think like where the I mean, The Boys is one of the best satires of our modern culture on TV, and I think this this show feels like it's going specifically at fame that's why i think we we notice the touches of like you can get a job in acting this is like almost like the school is an acting school except plus soups and it feels like the the metaphor they're going with is like no matter how famous you get the issues you have will only get exacerbated in a lot of cases that's why you see so much uh celebrity like fall from grace and i think that's what they're that's what they're using here while the main series Touches on other things, goes into politics way more, and and the just nature of how our society functions, fascism. This mm-hmm. the focus here, I think, is is really nice actually, and it makes for more complicated characters that we have more time to sit with. It also gets towards something
0: that I, I think I expressed in the previous episode. I was a little worried about is that. College-based shows struggle a little bit. Like high school shows excel because you've got these big emotions, you've got these big touchstones, you've got first love, you've got prom, you've got graduation, etc. College, you don't necessarily have those touchstones in the same way. So finding the outlet here of these issues that do become present and you do discuss in different ways through college that's great. I I think that's really smart. And obviously it's, it's harder to watch. Like it, it feels like a little bit more of a serious show in a certain way and a little less Mm. of a satirical show. Um, but I don't know on that, on that end, it works for me.
1: Well, and I, you know, I was joking about like, um, I know what you did last summer, but I feel like this show has a little bit of that, like teen or young person horror to Mm -hmm. it where we have a central mystery we're going to be following here it's a little less just character plot driven than it is like oh they have to figure out this this very specific problem that's been set up in the first episode like i know what you did last summer or final destination or anything like that
0: yeah those are the two movies i would think about in terms of people who have problems that they have to solve
1: yeah oh they have one major problem (laughs) In both do. of those movies,
0: but that's what, I, I mean that for real. Though this <laughs> yeah. show
1: is, they gotta have one problem they have to solve, as opposed well, and, to and
0: it is it is a horror problem. Clearly, like we get yeah. we get to see this guy who this kid who is running away is stopped by Marie, is also stopped by. Viking on the name of Chas Perdomo's character Andre. Um, yeah. and ultimately is taken back to which I was very surprised that we got right off of the first episode. The woods we, the woods, we find out it's this facility that they're being held in for some unknown reason, presumably to be experimented on or something like that. But I I was pleasantly surprised to see that in the first episode because I thought that's the sort of thing like you could drag out an entire season. It says to me that they're gonna dive right into it and go pretty hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess this boy's spinoff is gonna go pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess crazy. Yeah. Who saw that that coming? Uh, I love some small touches. The uh, the kid watching the deep porno on the computer, mm-hmm. uh, which was very fun. <laughs> Reference to the David Crusoe movie Jade, which feels like someone dared them to put in <laughs> the show. I was like, that's about as archer ref as you're well, wait, get. Can we
0: talk about characters for uh, a second, yeah. just in terms of what you think about them? Like, I know I said that I didn't spark to them quite as immediately as the Boys characters, but I do. There's two characters in particular that I think I was drawn to. We haven't talked about the fact that there's a mini Chilling Adventures of Sabrina reunion in the show. Yeah. We've
1: got
0: Jazz Sinclair playing Marie. We've got Chance Perdomo as playing Andre. So even though they're different characters, it's great seeing them back on screen together and Mm -hmm. it's a joy seeing them together. So definitely like I've seen them before, so I'm drawn to them. But what do you guys think about Emma, the roommate? Uh, We get to spend a lot of time with her this episode.
1: Uh, I, I thought I like all of the, like they, they don't let us see a lot of the relationships like solidify. Mm-hmm. So I like the little sort of proto beginnings we get, um, with all of these. And Emma seems like the way they're going into the seriousness of her while, and then doggling back to her just being fun and funny, I think is really cool.
0: Did you guys watch Wednesday on Netflix? Yep. Yeah, I know this isn't the first time they big. did it, but yeah, Emma reminds me a lot of Wednesday's Roommate, roommate on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just in terms of like being the bubbly one to the grimmer, more serious one, which again is a trope, but that was fun. Uh, we also get to meet, the the one thing that was a little disappointed to me cast-wise, I don't know if you guys watch Teenage Bounty Hunters, but Maddie Phillips... Phenomenal on that show, so funny, so good. She plays Kate, who is Golden Boy's girlfriend, and Mm. she just didn't get a lot to do this episode. I want to see more of her going
1: forward. Well, I think we are in the sort of little montage we get at the end. A lot of her, her power, which we should say their powers too. She can sort of coerce people,
0: right? She's got gloves. Yeah, she's got gloves. Um, I like that. Actually, this gets to something else. Just. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. Just to finish up, like, the main characters that we're getting, we also get Jordan Lee, who is, seems to be a non-binary character, who also is invulnerable at the same time, potentially. Seems like it, yeah. Well, yeah. and
1: uh, their powers I don't really understand yet. I can't mm-hmm. tell if the, the gender swapping is part of it, or if it, if it is, like, a invulnerability and then a physical attack thing. Like, And it was funny, like, we got to see a big fight, But we still don't know how how the powers work. So I'm definitely curious about that.
0: It it feels to me, this is just 100% speculation, but it feels to me like they came up with the idea of, ooh, let's have a non-binary character. Because, again, getting back to those excuse me to anybody who is non-binary, but like hot button issues in society, like same sort of thing. Obviously, it's not a negative issue, it's a positive issue, but it's something that they were like, ooh, what if we had this character who literally could change from female to male, and what would that be like? And then they're like, oh, that's not an offensive power (laughs) at all. Like, there's nothing you can do with that. So gave Jordan the invulnerability at the same time. So it almost feels like... This gets to the thing that I was going to talk about. The show feels very X-Men to me, and this yeah. to me feels like a secondary mutation type thing, like when Emma Frost was like, I have my mind powers, but also I can turn to diamonds because that right. allows me to fight in fights at the same time.
1: You mean a logistical storytelling thing because they wanted yes. the White Queen to fight? Yeah, and that may be, but I'm sure they're going to find, or they already have a, a very specific metaphor that they're going to... Bring into this conversation It's. It feels like this isn't the type of show That just is like, yeah, let's do this Like, mm-hmm. we found these ideas from the headlines And we're going to put them in the show No, it feels like it is like is They're meticulous in the way they craft them And they wouldn't tackle something That they weren't ready to actually comment on
0: That's fair I do think visually It's really interesting how they're doing that In terms of the switch Like, they're doing Yeah some really good camera work that cannot be easy in terms no. of switching from one
2: actor to another. Justin, you do production stuff. Yeah, you're a line producer.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, as a director, it is it is very hard because you have to not only figure out your ang- you have to obviously when you when you're directing something you have a shot list and you have it all planned out but the way the camera has to move around a fight which is something that you don't really get to you can choreograph and use stand-ins or whatever but when you're doing it it's different it's just going to be different so like it's just it requires a lot of paying attention and a lot of like oh okay so if you move this way then the camera has to come this way it's just like you know a lot of a lot of thinking has has gone into that fight And that fight
0: looked great. Uh, I know you said this earlier, Justin, but that was definitely something that I feel like is a hallmark of the boys, just in terms of this is a really good-looking superhero fight that's a lot of fun. I like the fact that Marie and Andre were out of it, you know, that it was sort of happening around them. It was very tense, particularly that moment towards the end where Golden Boy comes out and you think maybe he's going to burn Andre and then he doesn't. Very
1: yeah. well done. Yeah,
2: that hug was intense. Mm-hmm.
1: And I love it. It sort of gave us, it showed that there's, that different people know different things and have dealt with this in different degrees, but we don't know in what way and how. Like, it it was just a great
2: showing, but not telling
1: and giving us a little bit of a step into the mystery. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, you know, they did a great job of setting up that cock punch where it was like they were yeah. at the first arena and they were talking about his uh, dick and balls. Yeah. And right, and the olava lava years. dick. And then, you know, that punch really came through and it was a real fun follow through. I agree
0: with you, Pete. That is a classic The Boys thing to have him be like, yeah, he has this power. He can turn flame. Oh, wouldn't that burn his clothes off? Of course it would. Okay, he's naked. Okay, well, then, of course, we have to punch him in the dick.
2: Yeah. And there was a fun moment where it was like, you know, maybe put some clothes on, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, let's talk about a
0: little, uh, I'm sure there's a lot more things to talk about, but why don't we talk about the ending? Because I thought this was a big, bold surprise at the end here to have Patrick Schwarzenegger of the Schwarzenegger dynasty, as well as mm. Clancy Brown of the Brown dynasty. Oh yeah. Clancy. Both, both die at the end of the first episode. I thought those were some wild, big swings
2: that I was really impressed by me too. I was sad, uh, but yeah. also impressive. That like, okay, nothing is safe. Um, yeah, I mean, you would you would see like, okay, Clancy Brown's going to die that way. That makes sense. But the Golden Boy kind of uh, exploding like that was kind of crazy. I was. Worried when we got the hug that that's when he was going to kind of try to do something. But then he floated it up. And then I thought like, oh, God, is he just going to like shut off his powers and then fall to his that's death? That's what I thought. I yeah, thought that was going to yeah. And then it was like, no, he's going to kind of explode into a bloody, uh, fiery ball, which I was yeah. like, OK, that's. Uh, I'll that's throw out there. Bold. I think he wasn't anywhere near there, but somehow
0: Huey also got covered in blood. During that <laughs> he, he was just Drinking
2: coffee Somewhere oh, and I was like Oh uh, come what? on No yeah.
1: Touring the campus In his capacity as yeah. uh, Whatever he's working In now Well I agree with you It was like uh, Surprising But then if you think Like a character Named Golden Boy On the boys Who will explode In the air With blood everywhere I was like Wow That's literally The most expected thing
0: <laughs> Okay <laughs> Um, What do you think is going on at this point? I mean, I know it's very early. We don't have a lot of pieces of the mystery, but like we talked about, we get to see the woods or a piece of the woods is this facility. Something is going on with golden boy throughout the episode where he is having flashbacks to the woods, which ultimately leads to this moment where he whispers a secret to Andre and that explodes as well as killing Clancy Brown's uh, brink. So what's your th- what are your theories here? What's happening? What's going on with the series?
1: Well, the thing is, we've sort of seen the plot both in The Boys and in other shows of like, oh, a facility where they're experimenting on people with powers. Oh no. Like it, so like I can't, it can't be that simple. I think it'll mm-hmm. be something that's Darker and worse, especially since the whole point of the show is like, well, everybody knows everyone was, who has injected their kids with compound V was experimenting on their kids. So it's like it has to go further and be weirder or more horrifying. So mm. I think it's going to be something very different.
0: What about you, Pete? Do you have any theories? Uh, I just think,
2: one? yeah, my, fir- my theory is like this show is going to get more insane and more crazy than you think possible. Um, and you thought this first episode was something, uh, you know, wait till we see what we got next. I mean, it, the shit that went down in this episode was really impressive on a real fucked up level. So I'm real nervous about how this is all going to go down.
1: But it's also like, for all that we're saying, like it's also reminded me a lot of Friday Night Lights where it's like sets up these characters, big drama, big emotions, and then they're just going to bang into uh, I,
2: You know, maybe it's been a long time since it's in Framing the Lights. Was, <laughs> there were any weird sex scenes where like uh, somebody shrunk themselves to get on somebody's dick? Yeah, uh, I yeah, think
1: Sarenson was... tricks down a whole bunch.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's always uh, jumping on... Coach, coach is
1: dead. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, great, great memory L- and understanding of football. Real quick, <laughs> uh, Taylor Kitch. Yeah, certainly. Taylor Kitch. There you go.
0: A um, couple of other things I want to throw out here. I loved the joke. So they they show a Godalkin University recruitment video yeah. and. First of all, that whole thing, like we talked about a million times, this immediate package I thought was great and absolutely perfectly. Yeah. They do great packages, They do great, packages. great but packages. But the joke at the end where they're talking about, like, you could be part of this legacy and they show A Train number one, Mave number one, The Deep number six, that made That's me the laugh best. out loud. Perfect. The Keep deep roasting is him.
1: so good. I love it. So good. Um, um, I, I want to highlight what yeah. I thought was a direct roast of WandaVision. Mm. You guys ah. know what I'm talking about? The, a a superhero show that references 70 years of television. Do you remember that line? No. yeah,
2: yeah I do uh, remember that line.
1: It was uh, it was right before there was a Chicago Fire ref. It's yeah. when we were sort of learning the performing arts side of it and all that mm-hmm. uh, dancing with the star stuff.
2: The the like mirroring exercise that they were making fun of uh, for the acting, like mm-hmm. they were showing that it was pretty funny. I, I laughed. I do love. Slash hate is probably too strong, but I
0: do love the idea that like they're like we have this entire college. There is crime fighting and also acting, and that's pretty much that's it. Pretty that's, yeah. that's it, and I I love that because that makes sense for the world of the boys. But I hate it because I'm like, this isn't a college. That's not how a college works. Like, have some other disciplines there, please.
1: Also, oh, but they, if you have these powers, why would you do anything else? You're no, there to be famous, and I think I that's. And I also is the point at like fame, crime fighting. It's all like the same thing, and you're not mm-hmm. there to just save lives. You're there to be famous. If you're saving lives, or what's and that's the Q what, rating? What was
2: insane about like uh, Marie being like, "Yo, I want to get into this," and they're like, "You don't even have an Instagram." You know what I mean? Like that. That's the level that they're working at versus what she's talking about. Uh also the uh I can't remember the name of the actress but she was so great in The Boys the redhead who has to do the PSA to college. actually, yeah, yeah. Wow. oh man, so great seeing her. That that was a great framing, also at the end yeah. to do
0: her Agreed. being like, "I'm so sorry about everything that's begun." <laughs> ah, Golden it, Boy it, exploded, but this is not what it's like. But why this don't is you not check out? This college why don't you about? check out what's going to happen in the semester again? Like, just a step up for what you have to do from this yeah. season on Gen V. Just very fun. Like it's an extra level of thought that they put into everything.
2: I mean, the RA, uh, who is naked. And the fact that they called that out was just such a fun, uh, a bit in- of invisible
0: like- RA is very fun in general. Yeah. That's enjoyable. That's a great recurring character that I hope they bring back
2: a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I also also the the post racism world line was woof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like oh, that was man. very the
0: boys as well. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I I
0: liked, and this comes I think for the boys as well. We've talked a lot about how like. A lot of the characters of the Seven are irredeemable, but we still get sympathy for them anyway. And I think this is the same sort of thing where they're starting from a level of like, uh, like Chance Perdomo's character is a good example, Andre, where he seems like a rich dick who's on top of the world, but you still feel for him. And even when he is accidentally almost killing a lady at a club. Yeah. You're still like, oh, no, Chaz Perdomo, what did you do? And yeah. well, that, he's that's he's scared. Hard. Yeah. Well, I think it comes through in the performances, and they allow them to be kids in this situation. Same thing for Golden yeah. Boy. Same thing for Maddie Phillips' character. All yeah. of these characters, they're not as simple as, like, tropes. There's more going on there, and you can get a sense of that already in the first episode.
2: The only problem I had when it comes to that is, like, For plot, I feel like they undercut intelligence, where I feel like Marie, when she shows up, is like, uh, you know, like the cop is like, this person's on meth. And it's like, clearly this dude's not on meth. But like they, you know, like it was the old kind of like. So I was a little disappointed that she was so easily duped in that scenario that clearly wasn't. What she thought it was, where I felt like we're undercutting the intelligence of a catar- uh, character for a plot of the TV show, where I just was like, mm, uh, I feel like this is a little bit of a miss here. Hmm. I,
0: I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think what's going on with Marie is she just wants it so badly, and by it, it's being on the seven. Like that is her goal. So she is missing, purposefully missing a lot of cues and missing a lot of things that she should not do or she should not know about because she's fo- so focused on this goal, this thing that she wants to get to. And to take a step back, I know I touched on this a little bit earlier, but like, Marie's Argent is so expend to me. Getting your powers yeah. at puberty in your first period and accidentally killing your parents, that's like, shot across the bow, I would see that in yeah, any classic Chris Claremont I, X-Men comic. And I think that's what we're getting here. Like, I think that's the vibe they're going for with these characters is even the jerk characters. They feel to me a little bit like the Hellfire Club characters from back in the day right. in comics. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like they're jerks, they're rich jerks, but there's a level of pathos between them and them. B- uh,
2: underneath them at the same time the problem i have with marie is like okay the first parent i can understand that was a complete accident but the second parent was not an accident and that's why i'm a little yes, having it a little
0: was. Yes, it was. Was
2: purpose uh she saw where our powers were happening and then he came in the room She panicked and freaked out Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. She saw that blood was flying around. It was like, I know what's going on. I got it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. That's what I'm saying.
1: I buy it. Well, Pete, when your powers eventually show up, I'm assuming you're going to be more responsible. I think your
0: problem is
2: she's not dating Harvey Kinkle, and you're mad about it. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah. I mean, that's a huge issue. But also, like, I did like the part where they called her Amish. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, I like her. I really like Jazz Sinclair. Me too. Yeah, I think she's a good lead. I'm excited to see the rest of this cast fleshed out. Uh, before we wrap up, any other notes? Any other things about the episode you want to call out?
1: No, I think it was just a fun win. I look forward to seeing mm-hmm. more of Super Saved by the Bell, the college years.
0: All right. As we always do with the boys, though, who was Best Boy this episode i know it's not directly applicable since it's uh, called gen v but who is the paragon of their generation
1: i don't know oh wow nice we could just say capital best v boy. who's the capital <laughs> v <laughs> yeah
0: justin who is the best boy of this episode
1: Oof. uh i mean it was such a good ensemble uh to, to bring everyone together but i think uh i think i gotta give it up for for marie uh just like There you go. Like she's such the main character. We see a main character with very obvious flaws, struggles. Like I I love all that and I'm ready to ride with her for the rest of this. Pete,
2: what about you? Who's best boy? I was gonna give it to the bong that was floating by. Uh that mm-hmm. was probably clearly mm-hmm. the RA, Uh but uh I'm gonna go with Marie's roommate. Emma. Emma. Emma, yeah. Yeah. What do you like about her in particular, Pete? Well, I just think that she's the one that is most as far as like innocent, as far as she hasn't done anything Mm -hmm. that's like uh, horrible as far as like murdered anybody or uh, gone against her kind of uh, what she's set up. So uh, I'm pulling for her. I will say the
0: whiplash of going from her reading her YouTube comments and
2: crying oh, to yeah, getting a text from
0: Liam to the whole hookup series. scene every
2: time we post Oof. a video that's kind of like the emotional roller coaster I <laughs> that's go through. for you yep. yeah wow. first time I've seen myself on screen. I am.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give it up to Andre. I just really like Chasper You loved
2: yeah. I, was I say, do love him. I love him, love him too, him. but I you know, was a little this, upset. We didn't uh, get I enough of where It's
0: like where they're trying to get him to do the ad for the energy drink, and he's yeah. like, I wouldn't pour, pour this on my dick if it caused cancer or whatever the line yeah. is. Cured cancer. Cured, yeah.
2: cured, cured cancer. cancer. You wouldn't yeah. pour it on your dick if it caused cancer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> wouldn't That's wouldn't a good that. no. That's a good no. I <laughs> wouldn't do guy. that.
2: Yeah. Anyway, right. he's very funny. The way you bossed and said that makes me think you would do that.
1: Or have done it. Or are yeah, doing it right now. Are currently <laughs> doing that. I have a
0: whole crate of monster, and I'm trying out all the flavors. We'll see what oh happens. I'll keep you guys posted on the episodes of this podcast.
1: No, that's a fun um, thing.
0: Fun. Fun. If- You'd like to support this podcast in my Monster Energy Habit patreon.com slash comic book club also do a live show every Tuesday night at 7pm to Facebook and YouTube come hang out we would love to chat with you about Gen V Apple Spotify Android or the app of your choice to subscribe listen and follow the show what? at comic book live <laughs> on Twitter comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more until next time let's hear it for those college age boys
1: are you throwing up live long and prosper from V Oh
2: okay that's Live Long and Prosper though. It's a V though. (laughs) It's still a V